Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. I want to find this poem you and I were talking about the other night. What poem? The one about the girl. Oh, the girl with the scarf. You take it off and her head falls off. But I can't find the book. I can't either. It's been bothering me. I don't know what it is. I know it's in an orange book. And you don't know the author and you disagree that I do. It's that Sylvestia Silverstone or whatever her name was. First of all, it's a him. What? And his name no. is Shell Wrong. Silverstein. What do you mean his name is Shell? His name is Shell Silverstein. That's... Where the sidewalk ends. Falling up. So you agree with me. He it's does in poems, but I don't think that poem is in that book or any of his books. Do you think the reason he wrote something weird and creepy about some girl whose head falls off is because his mom named him Shell? Maybe. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. How are you liking working? Well, you're not even working. You're laid off. How are you liking laid off from home or laid off at home? Well, this is the noise I hear quite regularly. So that, my friends, is the noise of the unemployment office. I got an idea. I said this jokingly last night and you agreed, (laughs) but and people might judge you for this, but you had drank a little bit of wine. A little, yes. I still think it's a good idea. I think during today's show, you should see if you can get somebody online. Because you've been trying for... Four days. At, and how many times... You called how many times the first day? Almost 200. Two, and what did you hear each time you called? Well, technically, I got a couple of different, but this is the majority of what I've heard. And the other is like, sometimes your call cannot be completed as dialed. Correct. I got through twice. Last night at nine o'clock and they weren't open. Mm. And this morning I got through, I hit all the prompts and they got disconnected. You know, you should try. (laughs) I was told this years ago by a president of an insurance company and he had done it accidentally when he was calling his cable provider. Mm -hmm. He hit the press four for Spanish. I don't want somebody that speaks Spanish. (laughs) He, he got somebody right away and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit for Spanish. And she goes, oh, that's okay. I'm bi- bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> I should try that and see if it works because this is getting ridiculous. So as we go through the show, can you keep trying it? Yes, I will keep trying. And if we get through 
You got it. You got to put them on. I will record it. Yes. That'd be awesome. What is our show about today? We got a few subjects today. Yeah, mostly this pandemic. We've been home now for what? Four weeks? Four weeks? I don't know. Uh, it's been a long time. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that kid in Jurassic Park 3. Yes, we've been watching all of the Jurassic Parks. With our kids, yeah. They seem to really like them, actually. Our oldest loves it. Our youngest loves it. Our middle is scared. Well, boy, boy, girl. Scared. I think she likes it. I think it reminds her of you when she, you wake up. Oh, thanks. There's mom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Um, that's not a velociraptor. That's a mommy. Anyways, your point was they find the kid and they say, I think they're trying to tuck him in. Do you think they're late for their bedtime? Would you like to do this by yourself today? <laughs> Maybe they didn't eat all their vegetables. <laughs> Would you like to do this alone today? Oh, Oh, oh! I just tried it again, and I got the. Doo, doo, doo. Oh Your man! Your cannot go through. All right. So, but I, it reminds me right now of in Jurassic Park three, the kid finally gets found. Yeah, and he's like, "You've you've done a really good." The scientist guy tells him, "You've done a really good job staying alive." Kid goes, "Oh, okay. Well, thanks." He's like, "Yeah, you made it a whole eight weeks." Is that That's all it, it's been? <laughs> What do you mean? It's only been four weeks. <laughs> But anyway, so we're going to kind of, well, kind of, we're going to touch base on this whole unemployment shenanigans. Right. Because you were fired. Laid off. I was not fired. I think it was. Technically, I still go in and check on things. I'm just not getting paid. Uh, technically, you're breaking and entering. Okay, fine. If you want to call it that. <laughs> My parents are not going to sue me. So, <laughs> but um, anyway, so we've been laid off for four weeks now. Mm-hmm. I haven't whoa, seen whoa, a whoa, dime. Whoa. Okay, you're still working. Yeah, let's not throw the whole wee train now. I haven't seen a dime. <laughs> and these press conferences just make me more and more irritated. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not true. What? You're still getting paid for doing being a celebrity co-host on Fireproof Your Finances by our corporate sponsor, Legacy Financial Network. Okay, I'm not getting paid my normal wages for my real job <laughs> <laughs> that feeds your children. Right. So anyway, um, and basically just the responses that we're getting are, I know, I know it's frustrating. Just keep trying. Mm -hmm. Well, at what point does just keep trying work for anybody? Because like we make sure that we have a decent size emergency fund to cover us over something like this. Too much cash. Yes. We've been, (laughs) you know, criticized uh, even by other advisors. Yeah. That were too cautious. Right. And I'm thankful for it. And, and, you know, and that's not, I think, to be clear, I think it's easy sometimes to take credit for things. Um, It's just grace of God. It's just being lucky. And, you know, I know people that work a whole lot harder. And a lot of you listening, I'm not saying we we don't work hard, but you're talented people. You're hardworking people. And it may not be as going as well as what you hoped. I I heard one thing that really bugged me. And, and I have a hard time understanding it, but it was, uh, I think, in the press, a recent press conference with Governor Whitmer, who she's, uh, she quoted a business owner. He said, 20, 27 years in business and lost in 27 days. You know, that's hard to swallow. It, right. it is for me because right. I know the... I know the emotions that go into building a business. We both do. Yeah. 
and I know the people that he or she was employing. And sometimes, you know, I, I've tried to fill out for some of this grant stuff, and you know, we haven't got any of it. I think, but whatever. Um, but they'll say, well, how much local businesses like uh, vendors use? Well, in my business, I don't really have vendors. Right. But I was looking at our tax return the other day and it didn't even hit me. But it was like, all right, we've got a local firm that we've used for IT, though. Mm -hmm. We got a local place that we use for a lot of car repairs. Right. Well, you already if you're listening, you global auto works. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's it's but oftentimes we want to characterize. Here's what the small business does. Look at the number of employees. It's not necessarily that it's. Well, wait a minute. This small business use my own. Well, we own this building. And I don't mow the lawn, so right. we're hiring this place to mow the lawn. We hire this place to Do salt snow the, removal. yeah snow removal. This place does the heating and cooling, and they because you got all these tenants, they come in every spring, they come in every fall. That local business, local business, local business. You right. know, this place does our car repairs for right. company vehicles. Local business. So while you're not employing those people yourself, you pay them right for services. Right, exactly. Just like we do. We and do then the same they thing. hire employees. So right. today's show, we're going to talk about the unemployment. It's frustrating. We've got, I think, a few ideas. I, I, I'm not going to kid myself. I don't think that it's going to get anywhere. If you like the ideas, tweet them out or something. Maybe somebody will listen. But we got some ideas on unemployment, maybe how to make it um, work a little bit better right now. Right. Another thing we want to talk about, there, there was a story about an 86-year-old woman in the emergency room Yep. who over, I'm going to call it hysteria, gets killed. Right. We're going to bring up Ellen DeGeneres, oddly Apparently enough. she's facing some backlash. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the chemical process that goes through your brain when you're shopping and maybe how we can manipulate it. Right. Let's do all that when we come back. It's a perfect time for a break. Stay with us. we got a lot of show left. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. If you would like, not that we're getting any better at this whole Twitter thing in quarantine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I tweeted last night. You did tweet last night, the first time in I don't know how long. And we've been locked in this house for four weeks. (laughs) But at Fireproof Show on Twitter. Dot com. Yes, you can see what Michael tweeted last night. Actually, it's the first... Well, it's not the first time. I tweeted at Elizabeth Warren once. Yeah. Yep. You tweeted at the president last night. And Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders, all in one. So My that- idea was, we're a business that missed out. We're probably not going to get any grants. Uh, maybe I was stupid and said, these things would help our business, help us keep everyone employed, but but we're in position to do it without it. It just would make things easier. And it probably means we didn't. We shouldn't get it. Nope, we're still busy. Still Sorry. Busy. <laughs> You know, but I'm like you said, you're sitting at home and you go, there's positive things we could do with this money, but whatever. Okay. And so I tweeted out, I said, Hey, my wife and I, we both own a business. We're probably not going to get any of this SBA money or grant money and that's fine. But maybe, and it was obviously shorter than this because Twitter gives you so few uh, characters, but I said, which is very difficult for Michael. Yes, it is. But my thought was this, 
you're going to have a lot of small businesses probably go under anyway. Correct. You're going to have a lot of them miss out on this government funding anyway. Correct. No matter what you do, there's always ones left in the dark. Yep. Right? You know what? Waive income tax for small business owners. Yeah. From here to the end of the year. You could even start a business. We'll waive it for a whole six months or whatever. Well, from now to the end of the year is eight. But maybe you open up in six. Because if that business goes under, you get no tax anyway. Correct. You're not going to get it. Right. Even if they owe it. How long is it going to take you to get it? Forever. Right. So incentivize those willing to work their tail off. And maybe that gives enough. You know, sometimes you just need momentum. Sometimes you just need the belief that you could do it. Right. I think back to it was somewhere in the 1960s. You ever hear about the four minute mile? Yes. Um, in the 19, I think it was 50s or 60s, they kept having these athletes trying to break a four minute mile. Right. No one could do it. Right. All of a sudden, this, you know, long legged freak, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> he breaks. Maybe it was somebody short and they just run really fast. It, well, they weren't short. <laughs> breaks the four minute mile barrier. Guess what happens the very next year? Don't Four know. or five others broke it. Right, because they had that standard set and they were like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Or Pfizer made steroids. We don't know. <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> no, it was belief. Sometimes you just need the belief that you can do it. And I think that's what happened there. Correct. So, I mean, going back to this 27 years, busted out in 27 days. Yeah. In those 27 years, look at what that person went through. Right. A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot. They managed to make it through 2008. So my whole entire point with these press conferences and the unemployment office and everything is you cannot just keep saying, hold, hold. just keep trying. We're go Time out. Pause it. We're coming back to that. I promise. Okay. So going to behaviors though, talking about the 27 years, you know, I, I've talked about this with people with finance. I talk about divorce sometimes. I know this happens sometimes that it's it's one big fight and it goes, Koop. Like a right. Britney Spears marriage. Right. Well, it's one big fight that has been building for But generally, years. yes, for people who've been married a long time, when you see these uh, marriages erode, it's all these... And eventually you get so tired that you don't have the capacity to take anymore. Right. And you, But you know, and you wonder too, you see some of these reality TV shows, and, and maybe this one doesn't even exist, I can just imagine it, where a couple's going to get divorced... And they sent them to a two-week Hawaiian vacation, and they rekindle, they remember... I'm pretty sure there's something out there like that. <laughs> but if not, hey, ABC, let's talk. <laughs> Hook me up. I need some money. <laughs> Disney Plus will bring families together. Finance and romance. Oh, look at that. Oh, boy. <laughs> I already got the tagline. Finance and romance. <laughs> okay. Anyway. If it's two guys, is it finance and romance? <laughs> No, no. Nope. Oh, All right. So, but it, it's behaviors and sometimes you just need that momentum to push you forward. So we alluded to this on our last show about how you had to yell at me because I kept buying stuff. You saw these uh, withdrawals coming out of the account like every day. Yes. Like, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're not making money right now. <laughs> I'm laid off. <laughs> and the unemployment office is still ringing busy. Right. <laughs> And I realized, and I was buying a particular company, and it's a company that I know well. And I'm not going to say the company because I don't want to endorse that company. That's not right. my goal. But there was, you know, I felt this like a little bit of exhilaration, and I was buying, and the next day I'm like, oh, it's cheaper. Bought them a little more. Oh, it's cheaper. Bought a little bit more. And it turned out well. And then I had to change. The no, no, you didn't. You didn't. 
But, you know, watching my own experience, and then we kind of experimented with this. We got our kids involved. Yes. And we tried it with two, I'm going to call it platforms or providers. We tried uh, TD Ameritrade. Yep. And we tried, what was the other company? Robinhood. Yeah, which sounds completely, you know, (laughs) illegitimate and sophomoric, but... It's very simple. It's a very Very simple simple way to buy stuff in the market. So, but I saw it with our kids watching them... Um, get excited. So I pulled up an article here, and it's this isn't necessarily a psychological place. I don't even know. It's what is this? It's L magazine. You spe- that's how you pronounce L. Yes, it's L. Why don't the they just make it one L? Okay, well, all of you females out there know what L is. That's very so. redundant. It's probably like a, a nickname for the lady that started it. I thought I it was. Know. I thought it was the the. No. L right. The E L Spanish the L E. French the, the the. Okay. L magazine. All right. Yeah. But I've seen this in other magazines and this is a true, you might go, oh, this isn't a very good psychological, you know, um, resource. Right. But you can research it. I just found this. It well, works. it is a shopping magazine. So <clears throat> technically it is true. But anyways, talks about retail therapy and that is it a real thing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but it says, as usual, the brain chemical to credit or blame for our pleasure, in this case, the pleasure of shopping, is dopamine. Neurotransmitter surges when you're considering buying something new, anticipating a reward, in other words. Sales, by the way, gives us an even harder kick. So you said in the break, though, what'd you say? I don't I don't really like shopping. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. My friends say they want to go to the mall. I cringe. Which I now realize is probably you just don't have dopamine. Oh. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) You're dopamine free. Probably. Too bad Lance Armstrong wasn't dopamine free. That guy doped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What's my point here? So let me give you, uh, let me walk you through both these. So TD Ameritrade gives you, we we opened up accounts on both. Mm Mm-hmm. And we gave the kids a little bit of money to spend. Actually, um, gave them different things they could earn money around here. Right. And since so, they're locked up anyway. And it, so it was almost like fake money. And I was interested to see, since they never held it in their hands, how they were going to really, whether it would feel real to them or not. Right. Well, and this was pretty much right around the time when they all decided to haul out their piggy banks and figure out how yes. much money they had in their piggy banks right. too. So they had real cash in hand. Mm-hmm. Versus what you did with them online. Yes. And we tried TD Ameritrade and Robinhood. Now, TD Ameritrade, here's their strengths. Um, It's more sophisticated. Right. It's got a wider range of things you can pick from. Correct. You can buy stocks. You can buy options. And there's stocks available on TD that aren't available on Robinhood. However, and there's far better research components on on TD Ameritrade. Right. You know what? Most of you listening... As well as for what we're saying here, completely unnecessary though. The costs right. are basically identical between the two. I think Robinhood's got some more hidden costs. We'd call that a spread. It, it, it's not enough, I think, to make a big difference in these examples. Right. But Robinhood's strength is its simplicity. And how, if you want to buy, if you want to buy AMC as an example, the movie theater, yep. you can put, I want to buy 10 bucks. You don't have to sit there and try to figure out the number of shares that would equal, whereas with TD Ameritrade, you do. Right. Robinhood, you can just say, I want to, you know, like with our uh, daughter, our middle child, she wanted Disney. Yes. 
bought $10 worth of Disney. I didn't right. have to sit there and pay. And so you can buy partial shares. Disney's at about $100 a share when she bought it. Right. So you didn't have to sit there and go, okay, well, you have to buy... 0.1 shares. Right. right. Yeah. It was just, I just want to put $10 and in Disney. And with that, I don't know if TD... I didn't try to buy partial shares with TD Ameritrade. Right. So I actually, in this example, because we're not talking about for an IRA. I'm not talking about for a major saving source. I'm just saying... For a little bit of purchasing, my I'd give the edge to Robinhood. I think it's very simple. It's very easy to open up. Right. Very easy to add money to. Both were easy in a lot of regards. I, I think just for most consumers, most of you listening, I'd go with Robinhood. And here's what I would do. We know that when you buy something, there's a chemical reaction in the brain. Correct. It's a releasing of dopamine. Mm-hmm. And our ship shopper, because mm-hmm. you've been mad, I've said no, going to the store. Yes, we are complying with the stay-at-home order, and well, I haven't. You gone could to go the grocery, grocery shopping in the stay-at-home okay, well, order. Well, you still yell at me, but anyways, finally got shipped. Mm-hmm. Shipped has been inundated with people, and it's a lady that typically drops off to us. Um, she's really nice, but they can't come in anymore. So I meet her at the door and grab all the stuff. You know, walk back and forth, whatever. Right. Anyways, she said, "Yeah, I, people are just going stir crazy." One of my son's moms, I see her at Meyer every day. I told her she should be a ship shopper, and she said, "No, I have no interest in that. I just need to get out of the house." And she's buying something every day. I I didn't ask that question, oh, but I, I would assume so. Maybe we assumed it in our, in our talk. Then. I would assume so, but you're literally going to Meyer. I uh, I think it's the getting out of the house. Yeah, but I also think it's this releasing it's this little bit of a high they're getting well, by right, purchasing you're bored something. At home. you're bored at home and there's nothing to do and your kids are driving you insane so let me go get something yep. to make me feel better it's only a half hour show but we have been trying probably now three dozen times to get through to the unemployment office and what is the signal you keep getting what response are you is it not going <laughs> it's not doing anything what do you mean well it says it's calling but it's not making any noise oh. there it is your call cannot be completed at this time. <laughs> so it's either that or the... <laughs> I am at 54 calls this morning. All right. So you... There's no email to get through the unemployment. Nope. And they, they have a chat with an agent, but that thing just rotates in a circle. And, and by the way, this isn't a an attack against... Which is easy and it's frustrating, but this actually... The, I don't want to make this an attack against the governor. No. No. It's not working right now. It's not. Their director keeps getting on TV or YouTube like we watched and said, we know it's not working and we got to do better. It's not good enough. But here's an experience you had. So tell us, what did you do? So I so I thought, okay, well, I can't get through on there. So they don't have an email. The live chat's not working, blah, blah, blah. And I can't figure out, like, I've been approved. It shows that I have money pending. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in there saying why it's not being released. Nothing. And there's no, it's... And half the time you can't even get through on the website. Correct. So I went back just to the regular government website and went to the wages and hours division, which is also part of employment. Right. And I emailed them and I said, I don't know if you can pass this along to somebody, but it is getting very frustrating. I can't get through. There's no indication. And the response I got was highlighted in different colors. These are your times to call. You need to go to this. How about you look at the handbook or the toolkit? Which I have done. No, the first sentence they said was, this sounds like an unemployment issue. Right. And it's not our department. That, right, this is the difference between private business and government. Right. I'm going to tell you if in your business or my business, if we had an upset customer and you are their customer. Right. If somebody just said, 
you know what? That's not my department, blah, blah, blah. Go here. Oh, I would be irate. I can't imagine that conversation. It better be like their first week on the job. Right. Well, Because I, mean, I can think of one of our employees right now where she has dealt with somebody who's trying to get an answer on something. And it's one of those bureaucratic things like we can't get you an answer that quickly, but they want an update every day. Right. And she calls out to the person in charge of it, but she ta- communicates with the client like, I don't know the answer. I don't think we have an update. I'm going to call that person directly, though, for you. And I will call you back. And I will call you back. Correct. Yes. Like, I don't really do our melamine closet systems. It's not my forte. I don't even have the program. Yet, if I get somebody that comes in and asks me questions, I do the best I can to figure it out. And then I say, here's the person that will be contacting you, but I will let her know that she needs to call you. All right. Last 90 seconds. Yeah. What do we want to do? People need to relax. Yes, it's frustrating. We get frustrated. Give us the story here uh, in New York. Um, I guess there was an 86-year-old woman who was in the ER. Mm -hmm. She stumbled. And she, they have a six foot distancing thing. Right. She stumbled and she grabbed onto another patient's IV pool to try and steady herself. Yeah, She's catch 86. herself. Yeah. And the lady turned around and shoved her and fell, and she fell and hit her head and later died. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, my grandma's 86. My grandma stumbles into me. I'm not going to shove her over and be like, "You're not, you're not six feet away from me." Right. Yeah, well, that's your grandma. I mean, we would hope not. Come on. Okay, fine. Anybody the age of my grandmother stumbles into me, I'm not shoving them over. You know, it just goes back to the hysteria, and I get it. I get where there's that fear, but we got to have a little bit of common sense. Right. You know, you got the the sleeping bear dunes being closed down because people are congregating. Mm -hmm. And you have people there in Lansing protesting, and I agree with what they're protesting. Right. I'm not going to give the politician order I empathize with your viewpoint. No, I agree. I think it's ludicrous that if you live in Indiana, you can drive to your cottage here in Michigan. But if I'm here in Michigan, I can't drive to my cottage in Michigan. Right. As just one of the examples. Right. And I think it's ludicrous that you keep citing gas stations as an issue and don't just say, hey, new order, gas station pumps got to get wiped down. Right. Or we have to, you know, that's simple. Or turn it into full service. Right. That being said, I get all that, but we got to have common sense and we got to calm down a little bit. It is not, it should not be our first reaction to push down uh, a 36-year-old, let alone an 86-year-old right. who's clearly falling. Right. I mean, somebody's child stumbles into me and I'm not going to be like, oh, get a hold of your child. You know, <laughs> it's a kid. Well, you might. You don't like children. <laughs> Except for my own. Sunday. Last news, I ran across this one. It's Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not even, I'm not an Ellen DeGeneres fan. No, you don't even, like, you don't watch her show. You don't. We went to anything. Disney a few years ago, and I was actually pleasantly surprised that her thing didn't, wasn't horrible. Right. I was like, her why are we in this ride? line? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> why are we in the DeGeneres line? Degenerate. Right. But, you know, now she's getting backlash for one simple thing. She Which, compared being in quarantine to being in jail because she said, I've, Go ahead. It's mostly because I've been wearing the same clothes for 10 days and everyone here is gay, which <laughs> is true. She and her partner. I mean, she's a comedian. That's, that's funny. what she's supposed to do. It's funny. I think that's funny. And I don't even, I'm not a fan and I think it's funny, but we need to relax. Right. It's going to, it's going to come back to normal at some point. There's positive things we can do. And when it comes to the unemployment, we got to keep calling. Yeah. You got to be patient. Yeah. But just throwing more people at it, I encourage, my advice is, 
reassign these different departments if somebody in wages answers an email and i'm not talking like it took them a day or two to answer they answered within like yeah don't answer then right right if it's not your department and you're too inundated don't answer or you're not going to do anything right instead should you know what open up the lines like that train people that says these are our customers yes they're all running at the door right but we got to do whatever we can that's the that's the customer service they should be there right now right and i get it the people on the other end of the line i mean the people from your end of the line vanessa are probably not being that nice when they get on i get it right but that's where we're at right now we got to throw everything at it if you're sitting there at your if you're listening to me in lansing you're sitting there and you're going hmm I'm in uh, I'm in traffic control. Then go down to unemployment control. <laughs> to answer a phone call or two. Come on, people. All right, that's all the time we have for today. It's been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com.